there. It's Amy Schmidt, your host of the Fearlessly Facing 50 and Beyond podcast. I am so happy that you have chosen to spend time with me. As a reinvention confidence expert, along with a storyteller, I've shared quite a few things along this journey. But what I've found is the most important info to share are stories. Stories of amazing people, ordinary people, extraordinary people doing things that are going to inspire you to action. So come and join me in this space because you're going to be inspired. Let's get started. It's our time. Hey there, it's Amy and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with me and popping in the earbuds and taking a listen for about the next 25 minutes with my incredible guest today. Julie Gordon-White is with me and I really know that you're going to enjoy, you're going to enjoy this conversation and you're also going to go ahead and purchase some of these incredible energy bars, which are basically female formulated energy bars. You know, for those of us that are of a certain age, they will get you through those salty, sweet cravings that we all have. And they have been like gold for me, especially these last 75 days from beginning of the 2023 new year, I have been off and running in more ways than I can even express. I'll tell you, it's been crazy. A move across the country, about 10 trips in the last 75 days and uh, still going strong. So lots changing in my world. And you know, we do master transitions at this age. And as we'll hear from Julie today, she knew that there was more to do on her journey. She wanted to create something for women that could give them the fuel, the energy, the power, the nutrition that they need at this phase of life. So before we get started with that interview, I want to remind you that if you're a podcast junkie and you listen to podcasts, go ahead and leave a review for Fearlessly Facing 50. I would so appreciate that. There are millions of podcasts floating out there, and I'm thankful that you are choosing to pop in the earbuds for this one, but I would so appreciate the extra mile to leave a review for the podcast. I also want to remind you to follow me on Instagram. It's Fearlessly Facing 50. Also on Facebook, Fearlessly Facing 50. And also a little quick reminder for those of you that are interested in doubling your confidence. And what I mean about that is your mindset confidence and your wellness confidence. It's a package and you need both to really feel your best confident self as you navigate and move through this world. You can go to Fearlessly Facing 50 and purchase the course there. It's a course that I put together with the incredible Kristen Cofield. She really handles all of the wellness aspects around nutrition, around sleep, around hydration that we need to keep going. And my component and my nut here is all about mindset and how we can move confidently through the world. So it's a 14-day course. You can take it over and over, but you know what's so important in those 14 days, if you dedicate a few minutes every day to your confidence and flexing and building that muscle, your spring is going to be incredible. So check it out. You can purchase it on my website, Fearlessly Facing 50. You can purchase it here on the show notes, or you can go to betterthangossip.com. So without further ado, sit back and relax and enjoy this inspiring conversation with the one and only Julie Gordon-White. Well, welcome to the show today. This is going to be a fun episode. And I know this is not dropping till 2023, but this is my last interview of the year, which is so amazing. And I think, what's that old saying? Saving the best for last. I think I might just be doing that right now, Julie Julie Gordon-White. I am so excited (laughs) to see you. 
I'm thrilled to be here and honored that you would consider me saving the best for last. I love bringing it home and finishing strong with you, Amy. I know. I know. You're, you're great. And you know what? I started off today with a bunch of water because I'm always trying to hydrate because you know how we're always being told perimenopause, menopause, we got to stay hydrated at any age. And I yep. was sent, thanks to Julie, some of these amazing Vasa bars. These are incredible. Oh, I, I love mean, it. You just make my whole day. Thank you, Amy. I mean, today I had the vanilla almond. I think it's, yeah, toasted vanilla almond. I've had the chocolate. They're fabulous. And what I love about it is, well, we're going to talk about the product, but we're going to more talk about the the kind of the story behind the brand and what mm-hmm. brought you to this point and why you're rocking it as a boss. And uh, and I love Bossa Bars. And I know there's a whole phrase, you know, a whole, what is it, an acronym or B-O-S-S-A and what that stands for. Yeah, our, our Menofesta. Yeah. Yes, which I love. So before we get started, let's just do a 30-second little download of who you are and why you're so passionate about what you're doing today. Yeah. Well, thank Thanks for having me. You know, the short version, it's hard to do a short version when you're 57, but I'm going to go in here. But the idea is that, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for probably 30 something years now. And from everything from boutique mergers and acquisitions, coaching women entrepreneurs, but then I found myself in the pandemic 2020 eating too many sweets. I'm smack dab in the middle, you know, like on the bridge of perimenopause and post, is this too much information? I, I, you know, I never got to 12 months without a cycle because my daughter would come home from college and interrupt the whole thing. Yes. You know, it was the yes. craziest thing. The baby would sink up. So I was, my hormones were raging and I wanted to have a better choice because I wanted all the sweet things all the time. I'm five one. There's no place for the extra weight to go. But honestly, more importantly than that, I've had hypertension in my family, Amy. So you know, waist size matters. And I don't want to have to be at risk for a cardiac event. And so all those things came together. I did the research. What do I want to eat for my own body? And that's how I came up with the formulation, which was a recipe at the time. And then I shared it with my girlfriends and they said, Julie, you've got to share this with other women like us so we can all make a better choice. So that's the short version um, of how this came about. And I always to tell my coaching clients, don't start a product company. It's too hard. The product yeah. margins are too small. It costs too much capital. But you know what? Why not now? You know, this yeah. is the perfect time for me to have this challenge. And the mission is even bigger than the bars. So I'm thrilled to be a part of the conversation. Yeah, isn't it? It's amazing. And just since I've been doing this for the last, what, three, four, four years, you know, just around this whole space of kind of midlife 50 plus, it's amazing yeah. how the M word has now just completely transformed. And we say menopause and it's like, I mean, you're seeing it during the nightly news, the ads that are running now. The ads, exactly. I remember the first time I saw an ad, my husband was with me. He's like, oh my God, is that a menopause? My husband's videotaping the menopause commercial. Yes. And I'm like, yes, yes, it's our time. You Isn't know, it's it amazing? It's been a long time coming. Such yeah. an old topic, a forever topic, but it's right. brand new in terms of conversation. So yeah. I'm thrilled. Yeah. I consider our bars a talking stick, Amy, yeah. actually, because, you know, when a woman is holding a bar, eating a bar, it gives her the freedom to to own who she is in midlife and talk about it with other women. So that's why I think it's so important, even beyond all the great nutrition. It's, it's that little talking stick. And it's a talking builder. stick. 
I like that. And we just need to keep passing it to the next one in line. You know, like I always say, kick the door open and put your heel there and hold it open for the next woman behind you, because that's what we need to do. And that's what this age really is. It's about celebrating women. It's about thriving in community. And, you know, really, I, I loved what Michelle Obama said recently. And she talked about the fact that it's really a gift to get to menopause, honestly. I mean, you know, it's a gift. We should be celebrating. Right. I, I, you know, I'm not even excited about the term anti-aging because why do we want to anti-age? We want to pro-age. I want to be 101. I would say that's my goal. And I want to be vital, energetic, and sexy at 101. You know, I'm not afraid of aging. It's just how you age. That's the difference. So how you age, aging aging with confidence. Well, I want you to take Mm -hmm. me back to, you know, so, I mean, an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur as well. And I mean, it's a hard gig. Let's be honest. You can work 24 seven. You can feel like a hamster on a wheel a lot of the time, but you know, I always say that you develop this highlight reel along the way. And you look back at what you've accomplished, your stories, your challenges, your failures, all of these things that you've experienced as women. And then those really translate and propel you forward. So you've done these things as a coach, as a, you know, a business executive. And all of a sudden, take me to that day when this you met at the intersection of you know, passion and purpose and said, okay, I am yeah. going to create this product. Yeah, I have to be really honest. It was kind of a wobbly moment, Amy. Because I knew I was ready. I realized in my life, I have a 10-year entrepreneurial cycle. So about 10 years, I'm ready to start something new, (laughs) that new challenge. Fortunately, I haven't, you know, I keep my kids and my husband. They've all made it way past the 10-year cycle of mine. You know, I've (laughs) had my husband 31 years. He's staying. The kids are good. But entrepreneurial, I really love that challenge of building and growing. And um, it was happening during 2020 when I had some downtime. But I thought, this is, I'm having this spark, this whisper. Mm-hmm. And I always tell women, when you have the whisper, you need to listen because it's for you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. But it was a whisper I didn't want to hear. And I'd be like, really? Like, I keep, I tell women not to do what I'm thinking about doing. Right. But that was, you know, when I paired it with my own experience, how I was struggling with menopause and weight gain and not having a good choice and how empowering I found this conversation to be. And then on the idea of doing something I tell other people not to do, like, oh, this is for me. This yeah. is for me. And I knew I had to, to make it go. Who's the first person you told? Probably my husband, because he was the one who was here. Exactly. <laughs> you know, You're like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Right. But for, so, like, for so many women listening, that is a tough thing. And, and it, it's not the majority. Let's be honest. A lot of women will hear that whisper and they'll kind of push it aside or they'll silence it. Yes. And they won't let the Mostly volume increase silent. on that whisper. And, and you know, that's that's the thing, right? Yeah. It's the confidence. And I know you're an expert at helping women with confidence and inspiring that. And it's the confidence. It's the doubt that surfaces whoop, right up to the top. As soon as you think, well, what if? And then that word how swoops in and it just can just squash all of that momentary confidence. So we have to really watch out for the how because the how gets you. The how is tricky. You. It gets you every time. So you almost have to be prepared for that. And I knew to be prepared for that. And like, okay, don't worry about the how. Do I believe in this? Am I committed? Am I willing to go the distance through all the ups and the downs and the challenges? Yeah, mm-hmm. I am. And then the how, the how works itself out. You can figure that out. It works itself out. Yeah. But there's a lot of risk involved. Let's be honest. I, I mean, I tell the story often of when I, you know, finally decided to launch this brand. 
And, you know, I had done a podcast, my first episode, I forgot to push record on, you know, I mean, you know, I I have my glasses on my head half the time when I'm looking for them, or I'm looking for my flashlight, you know, uh, with my phone, when I'm looking for my phone, I mean, we do all these things, there's risk. One of the biggest risks for me, and I talked to women a lot about this, was the financial aspect. Because to be perfectly honest with you, that was something I didn't necessarily grow up with a lot of wisdom around. There were not a lot of transparent conversations about that in my household. I have a husband who grew up very differently and they were talked about everything. Money was it. You know, they knew what was coming and going all the time. And so I had this little, you know, I call it this little nugget of money here and I had to go into the bank and, and open an account. Yeah. And I can remember that feeling of going back to like eighth grade geometry class and breaking out in a rash and thinking, can I do this? Because it was a risk. Yeah, exactly. Take me back yeah. to a moment for you that was a real risk and, you know, how you, how you overcame that. Yeah. You know, Amy, I've been growing my, my risk muscle over the years. Mm. So it's probably, it's like my quads, it's strong, well you know, um, but I'm not, I'm not someone, you know, I'm not that penguin that just jumps off the cliff. If you've ever seen that little meme, you know, yep. running around, that's not me either. I, I always, I've always trust myself around money and I've always believed that I could make it. So I don't have any scarcity around money. My husband is probably always, you know, not probably, he's my number one cheerleader. So yeah. he always has supported everything that I've done. But this business was a little bit different because it costs you know, a lot of capital required. And I right. put in, you know, I worked very hard building my companies and I, to have that sit down with him. Okay, I'm going to probably put six figures of our money into this business to get it started because I can't ask for anyone else's money if I don't have any skin in the game. Right. And he's like, okay. That was probably the moment that his eyes got big and I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I think it's because, you know, it's good to build a muscle over time. And so it's when we try to, let's say, you know, go to the gym. It's a good, good euphemism here, me- metaphor. Go to the gym and I'm going to, become a bodybuilder, you know, in 30 days or less. Now you just hurt yourself because you you went from deconditioned to doing too much. Now you've got a ripped muscle. Now you're injured and you're out of the game versus, mm-hmm. okay, start with a weight that's just a little bit more than you're comfortable with, but not too much. And then just keep lifting, lifting over time. So I would say that's how I've developed my tolerance for risk. And then over the years, it's pretty significant now. That's the beauty of midlife. We have wisdom and time in the saddle. So you don't have to be yeah. so worried because if you don't know, you actually know that you know somebody who does know. So yes, yes. And, and your ego is a little bit more set aside. So you're willing to ask for help where maybe I think my younger self, I was like, I can do this myself. And exactly. you know, you get yourself in trouble that way. So um, I encourage women to start where you are, but push yourself beyond your comfort zone. You have to. Because that's you. In order to build muscle, you got to tear it a little bit, just mm-hmm. a tiny bit, and then. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that you said that. I've never heard risk as a muscle. I talk a lot about confidence being a muscle, and actually, I love that that risk correlation. They is, all are so true. They all are. Yeah, they all you, are a muscle. Yeah, I mean, it's it's and really interesting. Just add the, the biggest muscle that you're building is your brain, right? The yeah. brain, this organ, because it's all mindset. It's all mindset. I still work to this day on my mindset every single day, every single morning. It's part of my morning routine because I have built a business. Yeah, for sure. It's huge because I haven't built the business that I am desiring to build right now yet. So I know I don't quite have the mindset and the identity that I need Mm -hmm. yet. 
So in addition to strategy, tactics, cash, all the fun things, team, customers, I've got to build my mindset along with my identity. Because if I had it already, I would have already done it. So that's just as important. And it's a key strategy of anything else. Mindset's a, mindset is such, I mean, the mind is such a powerful thing, but mindset is so important. And it, it's a challenging thing for us as women, 40, 50, yeah. 60 beyond. I think it really is. You know, there's there's so many women listening that have these fabulous ideas and they want to execute them and they just can't push play. They continue to mm-hmm. push pause. When I went to my first podcast, you know, big expo, I was probably one of the oldest ones there. Actually, one of my mentors I met there, he's a young gentleman that I could be his mom. And I love it. you know, y- you walk in and I remember talking to a woman who was in her thirties, delightful young woman. And she said, oh, I've been wanting to start a podcast. This is my sixth year of really thinking about it. Sixth year. And and that resonates with a lot of listeners because there's so many times we push pause instead of play. Right. So for women listening right now, whether it's getting moving, whether it's writing a book, starting a podcast journey, rekindling a relationship with a friend, who knows, whatever it is for them, what would be your advice to them to push play instead of pause? Because you've done that beautifully. Well, thank you. And I, I'm always checking myself on that on a regular basis. And I would say number one, recognize the fear. Fear is real, but it doesn't have to hold you back. It's just, it's like a business partner. If you try to squash it and act like it's not there, it's just going to rear its ugly head at the worst time. So, okay, let's link arms fear. Come on. We're going to do this together and start because what is the worst thing that's going to happen? Right. You start a podcast and you forget to press play. Oh, well, we're going to do another one, you know? Exactly. It might be better the second time anyway. Um, exactly. So start. I think it's really helpful to look at what is the worst case scenario. Yeah. And usually the only thing that's bad is a bruised ego. And we yes. can get over that. Mm, so I embrace that. the fear. It gives us courage when we when we embrace our fear and not hide from it. And then we just start. What is the next best step? And notice what is actually the worst thing that can happen and and just shine a light on it. It's okay. And then it really takes the juice out of whatever that big monster we were making it, which really isn't big anyway. So it's okay. Just start. That's what I would say. Oh, I love that. That was brilliant. Many goosebumps in what you just said. And it, it's it's so true. You know, and, and what do we tell our kids growing up? I know you have three kids. I do too. I always laugh because two are off the payroll and one is in college. And I always say, what's yes. the worst thing that can happen? I still say that to them. Right. 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 We need just, to, just we need do, to do that. It's fine. We yeah. need to do exactly. Um, One of my team members was frustrated on about something. And, and she said, I don't know if I can do it. I said, well, let's change our language to, I haven't figured it out yet. Because that leaves so much space for anything that's possible. And she said, you're right, you're right. That's what I tell my son. I said, I know. I'm just reminding you of what you already know. So leave space for that. Just the way we do for our kids. Beautiful. Exactly, exactly. So I know as you're listening to this podcast, you're hearing about these incredible Bossa Bars. And you know what? Thanks to Bossa Bars, thanks to Julie, you can get some savings. So you can go to bossabars.com, B-O-S-S-A-B-A-R-S.com, and then you can go to shop. You can go right to checkout. And if you put in Fearless 10, F-E-A-R-L-E-S-S, one, zero, 
you will receive special savings. So just wanted to pop that into the podcast because I know all your tummies are probably growling about now. So check it out, bossabars.com and use the code FEARLESS10. You made a good point earlier in the conversation. You talked about the fact that maybe you wouldn't have asked for help as a younger version of yourself. And I certainly think that. I think when we're in our 20s and 30s, you know, you're trying to get to the top of the ladder the quickest and you don't need anybody's help because you look weak if you're asking for help. That's what we think, I believe. At least, you know, a lot of women think that way. You know, what is it like now around collaboration? I think that's just a key, a light that came on in my mind, certainly later in life. The key is collaborating. You're learning mm-hmm. from others. You're getting there so much quicker together. Mm-hmm. And you said that's a big part of, you know, of you building your brand. You've had to ask for help. A lot of it. And um, because consumer packaged goods, CPG, that it was my first time in that. And it, the margins are really small. And you you make a mistake, you're in the hole in like two seconds. And you run out of cash. You don't get to continue on your mission. So right. it's important. It's This is bigger than me. And so if I really, truly care about menopause and the mission of empowering women in midlife, then I have to ask for help. And I love that about this conversation. Plus, other brands, you know, we're creating a whole new category here. We need each other. So we've all come together to collaborate. And it's so fun and beautiful and empowering and inspiring. It's it's so good. And so it kind of forces you beyond your ego of like, I'll just figure this out myself because nobody can. You really can't. And it's you can we're doing big work in the world within our sector of product or service. And it's more important that we put our egos aside in order to help as many and impact as many midlife women as possible than it is to try to stand in a corner like, oh, I've got this when we're like, no, nah, actually, I don't have this. It's okay. Exactly. And we're really laying the groundwork for the generations behind us. I see it with my daughter, especially of one, one girl, two boys, and she sees me ask for help. And that, that's right. empowering for her to see because she's like, all right, maybe I, maybe I do need a little help on this. Yeah, and, and it's we're doing okay. such such service to them. I I agree. It's so funny. I have two sons and a daughter also. Exactly. And my sons are all about menopause too. Everybody in my family is about <laughs> menopause. They know way more than they ever wanted to, but that's yeah. a good thing. But yeah, modeling for them that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to get frustrated. It's okay to not know. I think right. it gives them a lot of space for growth too. It versus maybe their younger selves see their parents as, oh, they're perfect. You know how kids think their parents are perfect when we know we're not, but right. they hold us in that way. And so when they see us struggling out loud or asking for help out loud, I think right. it gives them a lot of opportunity to not have to know everything or fear judgment also, mm-hmm. which I think is huge. Mm-hmm. Julie, you said earlier about a recipe. It kind of all started as a recipe. Is that what this was? Yeah. Like, was this a recipe that you put together in your kitchen? Or how did the, how did how did you come up with this? Because they are really yeah. tasty. They really oh. are. I mean, I've had a lot of bars over the years. You know, you pick one up at Whole Foods or you get, I get sent them things from, you know, from time to time. And this is really good. Yay. Thank you. I worked really hard at the taste 
taste. Yeah. Because they can be as healthy. Our, our It's called, you know, in the lingo, an ingredients deck, our deck of ingredients. Um, I, they're very thoughtfully curated from a lot of research about what helps women. You know, the, the shiro, not hero, but shiro ingredient is maca. So maca is a Peruvian root that is known to help support balancing hormones and blood sugar, which that is what we need in the stages of menopause. Menopause plus fiber, fiber, <laughs> ladies, we need way more fiber. Hello, yes. I see you waving your hand. We need more fiber. So each bar has twenty nine percent of our daily requirement for fiber. But the bonus is it keeps you full, and it's a prebiotic. Get that gut, you know organized and doing what it's supposed to do. And when you're full, you're not looking for what I call the killer C's of cookies, candies, and chips. Right. They're not our friend. And then of right. course, um, they're plant-based or vegan. They have protein because we need that for muscle. So I did a lot of research plus MCT oil for yes. brain fog, flaxseed, antioxidant, like all the good things and sea salt because we're a little salty during the I love time. it. No. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I, it was just a good thing for my, that I loved. It took me a minute. The first few attempts, they tasted like dirt. I will be honest, you know, because yeah. when you're putting natural things together, if you don't get the balance right, right. Ooh, that's a doozy. But it can be so clean and great. But if it tastes terrible, then that's not going to work. So I worked with a formulator once I decided what the ingredients I wanted them to be to really optimize the blend to make them yummy. Because if we deserve yummy in midlife. Yeah, we Not deserve yummy. yummy. We've earned it. Yeah, I love the MCT oil. I've been doing a lot about that. I was sent something a while ago to put a tablespoon in my coffee or a teaspoon in my coffee for brain health. And I just saw yeah. that that was a part of the one of the ingredients here. I mean, so how can we how can we get these? So for people listening all over, well, they listen all over the world, but let's break it down how we can find you and how they can order their bars, where they can find them. Yeah, we love it when women buy them on Amazon because I want you to get them as quickly as possible. So you can buy them on our site at bossabars.com. But if you want them fast, go to Amazon and get your boxes right there. But make sure you check out our site too, because we have a lot of deals happening through the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023. So hop over there, see what's happening. But if you want them fastest, get them on Amazon. We love all that. I have tons of resources on our site as well yeah, at bossabars.com. Your site's wonderful. Yeah. You know, it's about education and community. You can even find a link to find an OBGYN that specializes in menopause from our site. So we really want to be that resource as well as a great bar for you to keep in your bag because you don't want to get caught in the afternoon with decision fatigue and having to make a choice and it's not going to be a good one. So Exactly. And it's so easy to do that. Yeah. I'll link everything to the episode notes so people can easily find you and we'll put an Amazon link there too. That's perfect. Let's talk briefly about kind of your pillars. I love to talk about pillars in your life, the people that really hold you up. You're, you know, the people you go to, which can be friends, family, however it is. But, you know, when you had this idea, did you get a little of uh, questions from friends saying, oh, Julie, do you really think this is going to work? Or did you have friends that said, oh, I, I just don't get it. Or you're intimidating yeah. to them. Let's be honest. You're very successful. You're confident. Yeah. You're, you know, you you take action on ideas, which a lot of women then can kind of shy away from and feel intimidated by. Yeah. My friends are all super supportive of me as a human. So um, I don't really have that, but let me just tell you, Amy, I got huge pushback on menopause. 
Why do you want to create a bar for women in the stages of menopause? Why do you want to stay menopause? Why do you want to talk about menopause? Yeah. Huge, Amy. I was honestly really surprised. And these are my some of my bestie besties. So yeah. Yeah. Um, they it was very confronting for many of them. You know, I actually like talking about things that people don't want to talk about. I find it very interesting. But they were like, oh God, Julie, like why? Why do you, can't you just have a bar for women? You know, we love the ingredients, we like the idea. Why does it have to be menopause? So that was a little harsh you hear me pause it was a little bit um surprising for me I had to but it made me more steely in what my beliefs were around this and the importance but it was for for a minute like you don't like it or the idea of it so it gave me a a reality check how committed am I to this Mm -hmm. am I willing to through these women who I trust and I know they love me I love them still continue on down this path and this journey? And the answer was yes. So I knew that's how I, I, I'm in. I'm all in. in. You're all in. So that was was a good thing. That was a big thing. And I appreciate their feedback. I really appreciate that because it made me even more committed and also sensitive to women who aren't quite ready to talk about it. You know, just because I'm so ready to talk about it, there's that the majority of women who are like, I'm not really sure. So how yeah. can I make it accessible for them too? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, I love it. What a, what a great conversation. Last two things I'm going to ask. One is around self-care because I do feel, you know, since 2020, self-care, self-love, those things are plastered on Instagram posts and everything else. There's, you know, all sorts of things around that. One thing it's interesting that you you hear this word permission a lot. Women should allow themselves permission to take care of themselves. I think permission is too strong of a word. We've earned it. I think we just. I was going to say, you know, don't make me say a bad word. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. How do you, as, as a, you know, successful business owner, a mother, a wife, all these things, all these things that we wear as women, you know, sister, wife, daughter, all of these things. How do you fit self-care and self-love into your routine? You said you have a strong morning routine. But how do you take care of yourself and and really carve out that time? And, you know, you've earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially starting a company like this in midlife, it's required. So going back to mindset, to me, self-care is part of the business plan. If I don't take care of myself, then I'm not going to have the energy and juice that I need to do the things I want to do. And, you know, having this company in my 50s is way different than starting business in your 40s or 30s. You know, that's just about pushing a boulder uphill. This business is about being smarter and more leveraged because the energy is not the same, just being real. So having my self-care, my morning routine is sacred to me. I try to get up in the fives, in the Mm -hmm. 5 a.m. hour, because I want that time before the sun comes up where I can sit in quiet and have quiet time, meditation, reading, coffee, water, and then do a little bit of a workout at the end. You know, 20 minutes is plenty for me. Mm-hmm. If that could be riding my cycle, that my cycle, my um, stationary bike, not even a Peloton, just a stationary bike. Yeah. Um, keeping it simple, lifting dumbbells in my little gym that I've created. But it's really more about the quiet time, Amy, meditation, prayer silence, coffee, 
That is where I get those big downloads. That's where I rejuvenate my body. I try to go to sleep early also. It doesn't always work that well, but I try to get in bed by 10 o'clock. Yeah. Because if you don't have that sleep, oh, and of course, eating well. I know. Eat well, eat better, feel better. It's just a fact. Our it bodies is. are all composed of what we eat. So yeah. I don't drink very much, you know, occasionally going out socially. That I just don't feel good drinking in midlife right. anymore. So. Right. That's changed for me um, too. I agree. But I, you know, if I try to have my own bar, you know, and when I want that sweet in the evening, I have my own bar most of the time, but just eating better during the daytime because I deserve good food. You yes, know, I, I deserve know. delicious, healthy and- food. So morning routine, getting the sleep, eating better. Those are all things required as part of my life business plan. I cannot yeah. do what I want to do in this life if I don't take care of myself first. Put my exactly. oxygen mask on first. Exactly. So important. We need to be intentional about it. Well, this has been awesome. Yeah. I've got one last question for you. I can't wait to hear your answer. It's something I've asked everybody. So we're almost 200 episodes in now. Congratulations. That's Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Julie, if you were sitting on a couch and you look over and there's Julie at 30, what advice would you give her? Mm-hmm. I would say, trust yourself. That's the main thing. Trust yourself because I had all the same knowing that I have today then, but I didn't trust her. I had to get more certifications, more coaching, more workshops. Should I go back to school and finish my MBA? More, 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 because I didn't trust what she believed to be true. And so I would just sit, put my arm around her like, girlfriend, you've got this. Just trust yourself and take a little step. That way you don't have to make so many sideways turns, so many zigzags towards what you really know in your heart. That's Mm. what I would say. Oh, I love that. Thank you. What a great soundbite to end this. Thanks so much. I will link everything to the episode notes. I look forward to doing more with you in 2023 because, you know, I've heard about you for so long and so many people have said, haven't you had her on the show? Haven't you had her on the show? I love this. This is a great way to end Uh my recording for the year. And people will love this episode. Thank you for being transparent, for being genuine, hardworking, honest, and just killing it right now. I think it's, I think I'm really proud of you and I will be supporting these bars a hundred percent. I mean, I'll tell you, I just think they're delicious. I got to send you some more, Amy. Thank you. I know. I'm so honored to be on your show and I'm grateful, really grateful that that you have been having this conversation for so long. You're way ahead of me in terms of discussing this and and normalizing midlife and the empowerment and how beautiful it really is. So I'm grateful that you are the steward of this conversation and have been for a long time. So anything we can do, I can do to help support you in your mission. You know, I'm all in. We're all together now, Amy. Exactly. I'm telling you. I know. We need each other. Yeah. Thanks so much, Julie. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, so I hope that this episode inspired you, encouraged you, and challenged you. Because when we share our stories, they're inspiring. You know what? It's important for people to connect. Connection is key. People need people. So as you go forward this week or today, be a difference maker. Be a change maker, not only in your life, but in somebody else's. Reach out with a text an email, or a phone call. Connection is key. It builds community and it builds confidence. Go forth and be awesome, and I'll see you soon.